Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Thanks for joining me for episode 126 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the witch, the scary, scary witchy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. And let me apologize on behalf of Blog Talk Radio for the crazy blown out sound on my intro. I don't really have control over that, so hopefully they will work that out <laughs> sometime soon. But um, I think you can hear me okay, and I think you're going to be able to hear my guest today, which is probably more important than hearing me today because I have someone who's brand new to me actually on the show. I just interviewed Jeremy Crow. I don't know if you saw that interview. I hope you saw that interview. It posted last Thursday on my YouTube channel. You can check it out on my website. And I've been a fan of Jeremy's for a long time. And he is a Luciferian, which is something that I had absolutely no understanding of when I first came across him. I was just attracted to his personal charisma and his delivery. And in listening to him, some of the things that he talked about really resonated with me. And I became interested in that subject. So in talking to Jeremy, um, I learned that he is part of something called the Greater Church of Lucifer, which totally blew my mind because <laughs> church is not a word that does resonate with me. And in asking him about that, um, I think we piqued the interest of the founder of that church, Jacob No, who is a new, um, he's new to me. But he's a very interesting guy, and so I invited him on today to talk a little bit about what Luciferian, what Luciferianism is and what is the greater church of Lucifer. So without any further ado, let me introduce you to Jacob No. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a great honor. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to pick your brain and learn because I know nothing. I, well, I that's don't know. Why I'm here. Okay, great. And I mean, I, listen, I don't know nothing. I know almost nothing. Um, I know a, a tiny thimbleful of what you're doing, and that's primarily from listening to Jeremy and checking out your website. I do know that my crowd is a law of attraction crowd primarily. There are a lot of light and love hippies that listen to this show and I've heard from some of them that they don't like the word Lucifer. So let's try to take the piss out of that just from the beginning. Are you a Satan worshiper? Are you what is why? What's the word Lucifer mean to you? Uh Lucifer, we'll go back with a little bit of history lesson here. Lucifer, uh to my knowledge, has never and any doctrine of uh, Christian, non-Christian, ever really been associated to the word Satan. Um, 
not even in the Bible does it do that. When they talk about, say, Genesis, for example, Lucifer is always associated with the serpent. But where does it ever say that? Where does it ever give the name Lucifer to the serpent? So after a little history research on my own, um, I found out that uh, actually the concept of hell itself and the concept of the Lucifer Satan tie uh, comes from uh, a nice little book called Paradise Lost by John Milton, which is actually a fictional work. Now, when I was naming the church, I, I was looking for an archetype, and uh, I had to do these types of researches in order to, uh, you know, pick the correct one. That's something that resonated with me, and uh, Lucifer did, <clears throat> because of this literal terminology, which means bearer of light, bringer of wisdom, so on and so forth, depending on what context you use it in. Um, I wanted to create an organization that would help people uh, find themselves, their true potential, their their their, their higher self, and uh, we call that the, the the daemon, so to speak, and um, it's the higher enlightened self. Um, the Greater Church of Lucifer standpoint on humanity is that uh, we are much more than what we appear. We as humans have the potential to create our own worlds. Thus, we are the gods of our own world, not the gods of anything else, but the gods of ourselves. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could ask you a thousand more questions just based on what (laughs) you said. It's interesting to me that you use the word archetype because that's something we talk a lot about here. So um, what's, What's the appeal of the Lucifer archetype? Why why did he or she, as I'm coming to understand, a lot of people see Lucifer as a feminine archetype, um, which again blew my mind. Why does that archetype represent this idea to you? Well, as my personal point of view, like I said um, before earlier, um, there's four heads of the church, and each one of us have a different perspective on things, and that's what makes this a beautiful organization, because with four different people, you can never really get into a dogma, because we have four different points of view kicking at the same time, which it doesn't even stop there, Uh, and I'll get more into that in a little bit, but the Lucifer archetype, I don't call it a he, I don't call it a she, I call it an it, because to me, it's just a title, it's just... Um, something to live by, like a standard. I want to become a bearer of light to myself and to the people around me. So therefore, I am Luciferian if I'm doing these things. Okay, I get that. And something, too, that maybe you could clarify for me is what you just described is why I love magic. (laughs) That's why I got into the law of attraction. The law of attraction led me to magic, mad me... Magic led me back around to the law of attraction. It's just kind of this loop I'm in where I'm interested in, I'm not only interested in tapping into my own light, I'm interested in shining in a way that helps other people find their own light within. And so a lot of what you're saying feels, are we just using different labels and kind of saying the same thing? I think we are. Um, I think we are. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I would love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter what you call it. It's generally all the same thing. When it comes down to traditional paganism and other left-hand path organizations, we may have different words for the exact same thing. Um, 
like um, it really is the association to the world word itself and the, the personal meaning behind the words that uh, really give them power um, instead of mm. actual the exact definition that's at our Webster's dictionary of what the word actually means. So that goes to the word church also. <laughs> Yes, right. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post this morning, but it was all capitals. It said church. There's a word I don't love. Um, so I would love right. to hear why. You actually wrote me something very lovely. I was tempted to just read that, but I would prefer to hear you in your own words say why. Why church? What Like, what does that okay. mean? Why did you choose that word? Now, back to definitions, we can use the Webster de definition of the word church, which is a Christian thing. Um, we decided, you know, my, myself decided, well, by naming the church, one, church is a very powerful word. It is. People tend to like, hmm, church. Either it evokes a good emotion or it evokes a bad emotion. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's a power word. What is it to say that we cannot redefine that word and add another meaning to it? Uh, these things are here for us since we create our own world and uh, we are the gods of this world, then we can create the own meanings to even words themselves. So to us, it doesn't mean dogmatic system of religion. To us, it means uh, like the greater church of Lucifer, uh, a gathering of people of like mind. It doesn't have to be the exact mind, but of like mind who seek light. Mm. That's what it roughly translates into our terminology. And um, so to us, the word church means a gathering of like-minded people. Regardless of what the stigmas and what the dictionary may say it means, we use that in that terminology because we use that reference to that word. Yeah. I like that you keep saying power word. Because, um, again, you know, the word archetype, that really resonates, I think, with what I talk about a lot on the show. And then the idea of a power word, how certain words have power for us. And some words are very polarizing. <laughs> right. um, and, and it seems, I mean, I personally call myself a witch. I know that's polarizing. I know that upsets some people. But for me, there's a power in it. Um, are you by any chance from a, a religious background? Like as a child, did you go to church? I, I grew up a Mormon. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You have strayed so, so far from the past, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised a Mormon, and uh, I was a Mormon wow. for a very long time. And um, But at the age of eight was when I did my first ritual. And... Um, it had a lot to do with, uh, when I was eight years old, I had a little sister that was bitten by a rattlesnake. She was three years old at the time, and she died from that. So and we were best friends at the time. And, uh, she died? I'm understand. sorry, did you say she died? Yes, yeah, she died from rattlesnake bite. Oh, and, and um, she was three, and you were only and eight? she was three. I was eight, yes. Wow. And ever since then, I started questioning why the hell would a loving God that I've been talked to talked about, you know, this is the common scenario when people start breaking out of monotheism is something pisses them off and they get mm -hmm. very angry and they start questioning their faith. Uh, yeah. Beforehand I was without question. I was eight years old. What did I know? You know, yeah. um, I did my first ritual. Um, I would, didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any clue whatsoever. So I said, um, 
you know what, if God's not going to help me, then I'm going to ask the devil. And this is completely on a theistic point of view. I didn't have any clue what the heck, I was, the heck was going on at the time. Right. Um, and then I took some of her hair into a field and I burned it and tried to basically resurrect her from the dead. I was in a lot of pain. And, um, and uh, you know, it was purely out of love. I, I started noticing that in the in the LDS church, they have something called fast and testimony meeting. And uh, they would have children, like four, five, six years old, go up and do fast and testimony meeting. It's where they go and bear their testimony in front of the entire congregation. And their parents would walk up to them, with them, and whisper words in their ear. Joseph Smith is a true prophet. I know this church is true. And I'm looking at them thinking, this is, I'm at a very young age, eight, nine years old at this time. And I'm starting to piece together the, the herd-like mentality. And I yeah. uh, said, how, how do these children know these things if I don't? How is that possible? I haven't figured out this life. So I started putting two, two together and said, look, they're being force-fed this stuff, and I don't agree with that. I was just happy my parents never did anything like that to me because I think they felt the same way, that I should develop mm-hmm. in my own faith. Uh, coming later in, in, into life, they, uh, my father, which is very rigid Mormon to this day, and that's a fun conversation to have with him about who I am. I'm very open about who I am. And um, <laughs> and um, he pushes it on me pretty hard still to this day, but um, that's when I really started piecing stuff together. Yeah. So. I totally understand. So you were trying to do magic when you were a kid, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, it's very touching to hear the story about your sister. I still have chills, actually. Um, <laughs> really, that's very powerful and beautiful. And I actually relate. It, you know, I lost a loved one, and that's the church's reaction. Um, I grew up Mennonite Brethren. That's what made me start questioning things. So I, I, I'm right. sure that is a catalyst for a lot of people to go seeking. Um, I just, I do want to read one little thing that I cut and pasted from your website, and I even chopped sure. it up a little bit just to make it easier. But in sure. regards to magic, actually, I like that you specified Luciferians in the GCOL because you're not speaking for all Luciferians. <laughs> But it said, do Luciferians in the GCOL have to practice magic? And the answer was, Luciferians define magic as causing change internally and externally in accordance with the will. This begins on the level of thought and perception. Um, This this goes on. Um, Basically, the answer was, don't worry about ceremony or ritual if you are not interested. Use the mind, body, and the actions to compel change in your inner and outer world. Again, that totally resonates with me. I'm very interested in creating change with conformity with will. So do you personally practice magic? Are you an occultist? Um, Do either of those words mean anything to you to this day? (laughs) Yes, you have to also understand that uh, we don't speak on behalf of any Luciferian, not even the Luciferians that are in the GCOL itself. That is not our place. So whether if you want to practice magic or not, that's completely your decision. But Mm -hmm. based on what you're telling me, we do it anyway, just don't know it. Right. That's how I feel. we're always practicing some form of magic. We're always changing our vibration one way or another, correct? Yes. So um, even if it's very practical, 
um, like say you want to get a, a new job or, or, or a new uh, promotion or something like that, then the magic is the effort that you put into it. It's all will and intent, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So now some people might disagree with that, and that's fine. And that's the beautiful thing about what we are. You don't have to agree with, I guess, the so-called founder of the Greater Church of Lucifer in order to be a Luciferian or be a part of the GCLL. Uh, the other heads may not agree with my definition, and that's fine. And that's the beautiful, like I said before, that's the beautiful thing about who we are. It's all a learning process, and even myself, I don't know it all, and uh, I'm not going to claim that I do. Uh, it's still a learning process, but um, magic itself is something very personal. Some people do ritual, and uh, some people do not. The way I look at it is this. We are the conduits of all things. All things manifest through us and through our will be done. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of bringing me back around to something you said about gods, like we are the gods of our world. And I know I already I have people in my mind I can see their faces who actually listen to this show who are going to have a problem with that. So, um okay. I think that might be actually where you and I differ a little bit. I don't actually know what's true. <laughs> so, I'll agree with okay. you on I have no it's idea. Not... I'm more I'm inclined to be a pantheist. And so in my paradigm i'm thinking and again i know i don't really know this is just what feels the most true to me i'm a a piece of the divine and whatever that is source energy that mysterious creative energy and i get to create my own world i don't use the word god um so i'm confused about your use of it so can you explain that a little bit okay um do you take full responsibility for your actions yes are you the captain of your own ship? Absolutely. Uh, do you let others influence you in your decisions? Oh, I try not to. <laughs> you try not to. Um, that's the definition of being a god. It's nothing divine. Uh, we all have this divine spark that's inside of us. We call this the black flame. And that's the drive, the motivation to become greater than what we are. When we use the word god, we're not talking about an omnipotent being or you are something that is defined as divine in that in that type of essence. What mm-hmm. we're talking about is that you, like I said before, you are the captain of your own ship, and nothing can take your power away. Nothing can tell you basically what to do in your life. You are it. You are the keys to success. You are the keys to happiness. And look inside of you. For you are the God of your own universe. You create that universe. You create your own experiences. You create your own outcomes. And whatever you do is all in your hands. I That's really, the way we use it. I really do not disagree with you. Like, this sounds exactly how I feel, Jacob. <laughs> you Luciferians are surprising people to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hopefully my audience is feeling the same way, or at least what my hope is that even if they're like, I just don't care about Luciferianism in, you know, you know I what? hope they're, at, okay. I hope they're at least like, but you know what? They're all right. I totally get where they're coming from. That's like my big hope today. 
Well, you know, is we're not here to say who's right and who's wrong, who's bad or who's good, because those things are all subjective points of view to the added beholder. Um, mm-hmm. They can disagree. Your audience can disagree with everything that I said, and, you know, that's 100% fine, because guess what? They're making up their own mind, and that's what the GCL is about. Yeah, it is feels like bring um, people sovereignty. to make their own mind and pick their own path. Yeah. Now, if the Luciferian path doesn't work for them, then go for it. You know, do it what makes you happy, but don't let anything hold you back. Yeah. Personal empowerment, do, sovereignty, right. autonomy—those are the words that kind of come to mind when I listen to you. Yes, ma'am. It's it's really about taking away the power of the the structure that's been put in place and giving it back to the individual. Um, in order to bring balance to the world, we must first bring balance to the individual. Mm. Uh, the Luciferians are about balance, the balance between the light and the dark. You can't be all the way wow. one and See, you can't be all so the way... See, that is so much to do with what witches are about, too. <laughs> and you just mammed me. You just called me ma'am, which makes me think... You are from Texas. You're in Texas yes, right now, at least. So yes, what's ma'am. that? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't hear the last part. I get disconnected. Hello. 